1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Brady Bunch alum Barry Williams is coming to the Capitol Remodeling Garden Show this Saturday at the Dallas Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia. We spoke about his memories playing Greg Brady in the iconic sitcom, as well as his new podcast, The Real Brady Bros, where he and his former co-star break down their beloved episodes. Barry Williams. You know, everyone, of course, knows you from the Brady Bunch. So they've loved you for years but what exactly will you be doing um out at the show is it like a meet and greet kind of thing
0: there is a meet and greet kind of thing i'll be enjoying the show as well because i i love remodeling and i love and i love gardening so um i'll have a chance to look around but i'm specifically uh scheduled to be there from noon until one for an hour um, there'll be a little uh, area uh, put aside they had asked me to come in and do a kind of a sit-down interview and maybe questions and answers meet and greet I don't know that we're going to do the meet and greet handshake thing because of you know the, the pandemic but we'll have a chance to um, you know answer questions but I thought it would be fun to bring in um, um, a guitar or do a couple of songs and um, I've got some video to go with them and uh and uh, a little sunshine day action in there, you know, that, that's probably the most best known Brady Bunch song. You think I'll go for all walkouts, but it's not as much fun if you're not doing the Brady choreography. (laughs) So I have figured out a way to get the, um, the the lyrics up on the screen with a bouncing ball. And I teach the Brady choreography, uh, you know, the foot shuffle and, and what have you get, everybody have a little bit of fun and, all the participants get to be uh, named Honorary Brady's. How's that? With the I power like vested in me.
1: <laughs> honorary Brady's. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned, you know, the, how the pandemic sort of might affect the meet and greet. But you know what? Um, throughout this whole pandemic, every time I see the Zoom windows pop up, I think you guys pioneered it with the opening credits of the Brady Punch.
0: <laughs> would Would it not be cool if we were getting residuals for that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You invented that square. I guess you guys in the Hollywood squares, I guess. Yeah, you invented that, you know, come on. residuals. Yes. Cool. Well, cool. Well, that's good to know that. So you you are, you know, you do have a a passion for, you know, remodeling, garden, that kind of stuff. Now, did HGTV bring you in? Like, did that connection with that network start when you did the Very Brady renovation, that show in 2019? Or have you been in contact with them for a
0: while? I've been, well, we did the um, HGTV, uh, Very Brady renovation. And that was, it took about a year, that project. It was really more like a a, uh, a, a demo rebuild than it was a remodel because the house that we were working on uh, didn't resemble the Brady Bunch set, which is what they rep- replicated. Uh, at it, was all. The, it was
1: the exterior of the house, right? That, that's shown
0: in the yeah, show, it right? Was yeah, the exterior of a house that didn't match the interior of our set. I mean, the, that that, right. that house they took the picture of when they're playing the music, that house is one story. And, and so we had to add a hole upstairs and all of that, and the, the staircase. And we even found the horse. Um, had a great relationship with HGTV. They um, did not bring me in for this, um, and, but um, I, you know, I'm glad to be a part of the part of the team.
1: Very cool. So, so just to, to follow up on that, that the house that you renovated in that thing is now it's now the exterior from the show and the interior from the show. It's it's matches both now since the renovation or as
0: close as you could get. <laughs> no, it's almost it's a, almost a one hundred percent faithful wow. replication of what the set looked like. Yeah, if you walk in that house now, you will you will be in the Brady Bunch living room. Wow.
1: So where is it? is that? Is that like a tourist attraction now? Is that why they wanted to redo it so you could go visit? No. it? No.
0: No, they wanted to do it because they could. (laughs) So like a private family lives there now, or can you visit it? Well, they did that a private family owned it for years and years through all the time. Um, They were an elderly couple and the the kids, uh, you know, wanted to, uh, to sell it. And so they put it on the market. HGTV heard about it and they purchased it at almost twice the asking price. And um, it, there's a, it's a very, very heavily photographed exterior by tourists and people that come by. Uh, some people have said that it's uh, next to uh, the White House. It's probably the most photographed house in the country. So uh, uh, they thought there might be something there. So they bought it. They remodeled it. We made several specials out of it. There were about eight, eight different uh, shows uh, made from it as we were you know, doing the reveals and building it. And now they, they're not doing anything with it. They just keep a guard there to keep it safe. And uh, they don't know what they're going to do. They can't make it into a tourist attraction uh, and you know, charge and thing, because it's in a residential neighborhood. Um, but listen, I've heard them talk about everything from um, you know, a, a VRBO to uh, literally house moving it to Las Vegas planting it down and building a hotel behind it and using the house as the lobby.
1: <laughs> oh my so, gosh.
0: Picking a who whole knows? house up. That would be, an, <laughs> that would
1: be an, another HGTV special right there. Yeah. Yes, it move, would. Move it This would. house. Um, well, you know, you've been millions of times, people say that's the way we became the Brady Bunch. I don't know how, how the way you became Barry Williams, like take me back to the beginning. You were born in Santa Monica, California in 54. Like, were, were you really into the, into the arts growing up or, you know, how, how did you just get into acting to begin with as a kid?
0: Uh, well, I uh, I was a neighbor of uh, Peter Graves, who was, uh, we all know now, as the silver-haired uh, Mr. Phelps on uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, he was doing a different show at that time called Fury about a boy, uh, a boy that he adopted and a horse. Um, and it looked like a great, great life. And I wanted to be a cowboy and I wanted to be on television. And uh, I was only four, three years old. Uh, so uh, I had to put my my dreams on hold there for a bit. But um, around uh, 10, 11, I marched into the kitchen and told my parents that they were standing in the way of my destiny. And <laughs> I wanted a career in show business. And over their objections, um, I, I started studying acting and uh, uh, studying uh, television uh, uh, scenes and even how to audition. And uh, started, I got an agent and started working. And uh, it worked out, uh, worked out pretty well. I would say so. So what
1: was that first role then? Was it Dragnet 1967 or Run for Your Life? Those were like the first two ones, right?
0: Yeah, those are the first two. Run for Your Life, Ben Gazzara. A man, This is kind of neat. This is is a man, uh, a series about a man who uh, was dying of of a disease and he had to cram an an entire lifetime into two years. Wow. And the series ran for four. (laughs) (laughs) Live like you were dying again and again. Yeah and then uh, dragnet and the fbi and the invaders and mod squad and gomer pyle and that girl and westerns called lancer and yeah. i did i ended up doing mission impossible and my favorite show so that that kind of came full circle um, i asked him if he had anything to do with my actually getting the role and he said and peter said uh, No, Barry, I stay out of the casting department because if I made a suggestion, you probably wouldn't have gotten the job. You earned it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your mission, whether you choose to accept it, is to be my neighbor and go into show business. Well, very cool. So then, how did you actually get cast as Greg Brady? Like, what was when did you hear about the audition? Like, just give me that insight on that.
0: Well, this this is we're in 1968. Um, That show, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, Gomer Pyle, that girl. And Mod Squad are all shows that uh, are at the same studio. Um, so the studio was aware of me. Um, I d- I'd done a lot of work. I had sort of a, a network approval um, and experience and not, you know, a lot, not a lot of kids had that kind of experience at, uh, at my age of 13, 14 years old. Um, so that helped. Uh, they had a big casting call. They brought in uh, over 1,200 kids to try and match everybody up and uh, and pair them and, and make, you know, get them to look alike in the right ages, et cetera. And they just started whittling it down. Um, and um, so there, were, there was probably three, four different meetings and screen tests and uh, probably over the course of maybe three months, something like that. And uh, then they they arrived at all of us.
1: Fantastic.
0: Now, yeah. do you have... You've probably been
1: asked a million times, but do you have a favorite, if not a favorite episode, but like, or, or a favorite storyline that, you know, that your character got to do? Or, I mean, what do, you, what do you usually tell people if they're like, hey, I love that episode. What do you hear about most often? Uh, Johnny
0: Bravo. Uh, Johnny Bravo was a fun storyline. Uh, for me, that was, uh, we, the kids, the Brady kids had done a, 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 a contest, a, an amateur contest, music. And uh, the producer wanted to meet with Greg and turn him into a rock star called Johnny Bravo uh, when Greg finds out that they don't want him to sound like himself. And the only reason he's really there is because they had prepared a suit, for, uh, a costume to wear for another Johnny Bravo and that Johnny Bravo got fired. And so they they picked me because I fit the suit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't care that. about the, my ability or singing or sound or or what I wanted to do, so I, I quit. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you're bringing
1: you're bringing back so many good memories for so many listeners right now.
0: Well, may I just say that uh, over the years, uh, this this sort of phenomenon that is as Brady. Um, I've been asked about episodes and and shows and what happened and you know when if I say Marsha 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 most people know what I'm talking about or if uh, if I say oh my nose my nose they're thinking about Peter throwing a football into Marsha's nose, and that's been a constant all these years all these decades because we have new generations of, of viewers and uh, about a year ago Christopher Knight gave me a call and said you know I'm looking. i'm thinking about doing a podcast and i said oh you're a kid a podcast what are you going to do a podcast about he said well that's why i'm calling he said we want to do something that uh explores the episodes kind of an episodic recap episode by episode like chronologically through the podcast well not chronologically but yeah. in there, we'll get them. So we didn't start at number one and going through all the way to 120. Right. Um, we jump around. But he had this idea. And he said, you know, uh, a lot of the shows I don't remember well because I was so young and because I was, uh, you know, uh, in the schoolroom when I wasn't on the set. And, um, you know, uh, much more because being older, I was more active and more involved. And plus, you wrote the book Growing Up Brady. Yeah. So I said, you know, it sounds like fun uh you know to try well and so over the next eight ten months we got our kind of ducks in a row and we just uh we just dropped this thing two weeks ago so the third one is out right now we call it the real brady bros
1: real Real brady bros Bros.
0: bros okay right so we do uh Kind of like a, a zoom situation so Chris and I are looking you know looking at each other and, and we record this thing and, and uh have it kind of pared down add some music and you know balance it out and and put it on the on the uh, airwaves and it's uh, it's got a nice response and it's been a lot of fun and the interesting thing about it is we've learned a lot about one another because even though the, the you know we were there at the set at the same time our Uh, the way we remember it our interpretation of what was going on is very different because he's four years younger which doesn't make much difference now but when you're 14 and 10 years old or 16 and 12 it does and a lifetime back then (laughs) yes so we we break it down about you know what the little moral was and what the takeaway from the episode was who the guest stars were uh, were, and we had a lot of them, and, and what they did subsequently, and we try to see if that writing would work today, and if, if, if not, why not, and that kind of a thing. It's been uh, a lot of fun wow
1: well i'll make sure you know listeners if you're listening to this on wTOp and, and if we or on our our pod I, my podcast that this will be on is called beyond the fame hit pause go follow that one the real Brady bows <laughs> and then you can come back um awesome well you you're mentioning you know the you know the age difference and stuff like that is it true are you now the the oldest surviving cast member is that right yeah
0: <laughs> I've always been the oldest brother, but um, no. But I mean, even I, the yeah. parents, like the passing yeah. and Alice and all that yeah. passing, right? Yeah, Alice and 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 uh, Mike and Carol and Alice have, have passed away, yeah. um, and uh, most recently was uh, I was Florence Henderson, just a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, I've, I've I've kind of moved up into the Mike Brady uh, role. <laughs>
1: Nice. Well, talk about. I mean, when we just. I mean, we, for instance, we just lost Bob Saget. We, you know, Full House was basically like the Brady Bunch for the '90s, but late '80s, '90s. Like, but talk about. So, and and if that just hits people so hard when that happens. I mean, what is it? Do you think about these sitcoms, these family values? You you mentioned there's a moral in every episode. Why do you think it rocks us so hard when when someone like this will, will pass away from a show like this?
0: Well, I think because of the medium. It's so intimate, you know, you're coming into people's homes, their living rooms, uh, uh bedrooms, uh, cinema rooms, but, um, they, uh, it, there's a connection and you get to, you, I think people feel that they, they know these, the characters and a, as they're portrayed. And, um, and, um, so there's a, a connection and it's a reminder of, uh, you know, of, you know, of, of a time it's entertainment, but, you know, it kind of turns on a heartlight mm-hmm. and, so I think, you know, we it's like it's, it's like like losing a family member for, yeah. for many, many people.
1: That's a good way to put it. A heart light. And you are you're right. We it's they we welcome into our homes every night as and watch it as a family. So they become part of the family. It's like a death in the family. You're absolutely right. Perfect way to put that. Thank so you. um so when the show ended, what was it, Seventy. Four, I think oh. that's when it, yeah. yeah. So, so remind some of our listeners that of what so you've done a lot of work since then, too. You know, is it not to get, <laughs> you know, stereotyped as just one role typecast or whatever? Like, you immediately started doing some really cool, like, stage musicals, you know, Grease and the music, Pippin, Must Side Story, a bunch of stuff. So, talk about sort of that period after that when you were um, you know, trying to shake the dust off of Greg Brady before eventually you could come back and embrace it for podcasts nostalgically. But in that time after, tell them about sort of your quest to sort of reinvent yourself on stage.
0: Well, the whole key to, to my career has been diversity. And the first thing that I did, I, I was looking to combine music and acting and, 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 and humor. Um, and, uh, the, the thing that, that, uh, I landed on was musical theater. And the first thing I did was, uh, I moved from, uh, from Los Angeles to New York, and um, they were going to put out a, a national tour of Pippin. Um, then uh, with, that, with Ben Vereen on Broadway and Johnny Rubinstein, and they were gonna do the Broadway national tour, and there was a, a space that had opened up there for casting. And so I, I flew back to, uh, to meet um, with, the, uh, with the producers and Bob Fosse, the choreographer and director, and uh, auditioned for him and um, I won the role. And so that started me on a whole career. I went out <laughs> 90 cities, six months, Whew. bus and truck. You gotta Whew. be, you gotta be a kid to do that. You know, I was <laughs> 19 years old, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, it takes a lot of energy, but, um, I later went back and then, uh, then reprised the role on Broadway for a time and then came back out to LA to do, uh, the Brady Bunch variety. Album. But, um, the, uh, that, that that started me on a, uh, a whole adult career of musical theater. Now, to date, I've done more than 85 different productions of, of musical theater. I still work uh, quite a bit in, in musicals and plays and comedy. And um, so that's where the bulk of my my work has been as an adult, in addition to television, shows like Full House you mentioned, I, I guess started on that show. Wait, but, wait, wait, hang on, what, what episode? What, what was your character? Uh, I was a singer and I was uh, taking uh, see, uh, John Stamuels' role. I was kind of, uh, he was leaving the band and I was taking over uh, as a lead singer, I guess, for wow. the band.
1: Jesse and the Rippers.
0: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Jesse and the Rippers.
1: Wow. That, that's a cool combo of those two iconic sitcoms coming together. Wow. Well, and you also did, in addition to the musical theater stuff, didn't you also did um, some uh, TV stuff uh, that was a little different too, like some more dramatic stuff like General Hospital, right? Murder, She Wrote, you started landing roles and that were not just the the family sitcom stuff. You were doing dramatic stuff too.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying is it's been all about diversity. I've been very, very, very fortunate and lucky or at least consistent Um uh, with uh with with television some feature films Some um, uh i've i've been a producer uh wrote a book you know growing up Brady i i uh produced that into a tv movie for nbc i, I i've been a dj i worked on sirius uh x uh, uh, xm as a as a dj as for uh, the 70s channel and did that for about three years and had a great time with it um so I. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm very lucky. I've been across the across the spectrum, and uh, just happy to be doing more and more and more.
1: I love it. And you mentioned really quick, you mentioned the, the the autobiography in 92. Growing up, Brady, I was a teenage Greg. It was a, a bestseller. I mean, it was a real, a real hit in terms of the publishing world. Um, w- did that surprise you? I'm sure I'm sure sometimes with memoirs, you just do it because you got to s- get it off your chest. You just got to s- tell your story. But then were you surprised or pleasantly
0: pleased well, that, you know, it took off? Let me give you the story about how that worked out. I was doing uh, another a Broadway Tour called uh, City of Angels, which I actually I brought to uh, Washington, D.C. as well. And uh, then uh, and so I was on tour changing cities now every week. But during the day, I would fly to other cities but, uh, and do book signings. So I had th- my tour lasted a year and the book came out at the, toward the beginning of that tour. And so I uh, Harper Collins, my publisher, told me that I had probably one of the longest book tours ever. And I'd go into the various cities and uh, that, that have uh, you know book signing lined up. And people would be lined up all around the store. And I sold a lot of books <laughs> because <laughs> I was there. And signing them, and to today, you could probably very hard to find a copy of that book that hasn't been signed by me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those are the collector's items—the ones without the autograph.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there you go.
1: <laughs> Has anyone come to you and say, "Hey, can you, t- you know, erase this autograph off of here? So <laughs> it'll be worth more?" No, no. Yeah, no, come on. A, I grab a little a little knife and just cut the page out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bursting at the seams, literally. Uh, well, cool, cool. Uh, what else haven't we cut? Uh, thank you. You've been generous with your time. Oh, really, really quick. Um, the, the, of course, the, the, the re the remake, the Brady Bunch movie in 95, but what was your involvement with that?
0: Yeah. as a music producer, music producer. and Greg, and Greg, Greg Brady wanted me to, uh, uh, produce his, uh, his music. And he was, he was like pitching a Brady Bunch song and I said, uh, no 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 chance no no chance there, greg uh, uh take it easy <laughs> it was kind of like a little cameo uh betty thomas directed that she did a great job with it i i i think she found the right 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 pocket for the the humor without without being condescending or cynical about the show and i thought it was uh it was very very cute not so much the follow up movie which betty did not direct and um i i i just didn't think uh, uh hit the hit the bar let's uh, let's say that
1: what was that one called the, very to mary
0: weeks. brady sequel yeah 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 very original title there very brady's sequel that
1: one <laughs> that one made you want to hit the bar <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go there uh, you go no, no, well,
1: but the the that first, go ahead the, the only
0: one, thing other thing i would mention um today i'm trapped you know i tour with my i have a trio called uh the travellers yeah because we travel, uh, and uh, it's an electric guitar and acoustic guitar, and and uh, we have, uh, my wife is a singer and a hula dancer and plays percussion. I'm living the Johnny Bravo dream, is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, so that's fun to to, uh, to, to, to travel with when, um, uh, uh, you know, throughout the year, but if anybody's interested, the place where you can see all of what's going, you know, what's going on, what's scheduling, I have, uh, I have, uh, like, the, the uh, capital remodel and home guard and garden show, uh, you know, up there and clips from the travelers and where the Brady bros is and all that stuff, uh, is at my, my website, which is Barry Williams Barry Williams official. And the official is important because there are, it turns out more than one Barry Williams, imagine. And, uh, some of those websites you would not want your children to happen upon.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. OK, well, then, yeah. R- r- make sure you put official in, in Barry, Barry Williams, Williams official official dot dot com, right? Dot com. Right. OK, cool. Make sure you get that right. Barry Williams dot com. And thank you. And thank you for mentioning the Travelers. I was going to ask you about that because I know you did a couple USO Christmas shows and that's really cool that you've embraced sort of the, the music side as well. But that that taps into your musical days. I mean, it's it's all it's all a piece, I'm sure. It's all part um, of it. Well, very, very cool. So I know you, where do you, where are you, where are you living now? As, as we bow out here, is it Branson,
0: Missouri? Branson, Missouri, which is right on the the southern border near Arkansas in the beautiful Ozark mountains. And uh, I live, uh, Branson is really a resort and uh, lots of entertainment shows and attractions and amusement parks and, and, and the like. So we have a lot of tourists during the spring through uh, Christmas uh, period. And uh, I live on a great big, beautiful lake here and just just uh, love my boating and hiking and riding and do some hunting and fishing and the like. So that's what I what I do.
1: Stay away from Jason Bateman. Don't get wrapped up in all that
0: Ozark trouble down there in
1: that show. Yeah, well,
0: that's a that's 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 the Ozark. That's the lake of the Ozarks. I'm I'm in the I, I'm about uh, 200 miles away from there. Oh, OK, <laughs> so
1: you're you're good. They can all those cartels and stuff. They won't find you up there. Uh <laughs> Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you joining us again, everyone. Barry Williams is, is going to be coming to the Capital Remodeling and Garden Show at the Dallas Expo Center on February 26th Meet and greet, and even perform a few songs. So very, very cool. Um, Stop by and become
0: an honorary Brady.
1: <laughs> yeah, and no, an official com Brady. Um, <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'll I'll check out your podcast right now. And um, uh, thank you. I guess the perfect way to leave it is we'll just uh, say bye in our Zoom windows, which you created with the theme songs.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'll wish everyone a sunshine day and and let you know that, Jason, I'd love to stay, but I've got to go. Something suddenly came up.
1: (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Perfect way to end it.